Hey, this is Rob Orman. I am a physician coach and host of the Stimulus Podcast, what you're about to hear. This show focuses on stories, strategies, tactics, or sometimes just information that I think will help you thrive in your career and life. If you want to dive deeper, if you are feeling burnt out, overwhelmed, or have any kind of challenge in your career that you're finding it hard to navigate, one-on-one coaching might be just what you're looking for. I spent 20 years as an emergency physician, and now as a full-time physician coach, my job is to help you get where you want to be. You can learn more at my website, roborman.com. All right, all right, all right. Here we are with the final stimulus podcast episode of 2022. And before we jump into the topic of the day, I want to talk about the newsletter, our newsletter for just a moment. And this is something I struggled with for a while because I have mixed feelings about newsletters. I think for the most part, they are unnecessary email inbox clutter. They stack up, back up, and just they just make things more cluttered. And then on the other hand, I have a newsletter. What a freaking hypocrite. So let me tell you what the newsletter is and you decide whether you want to sign up for it or not. What it is not, it's not a regular marketing touchpoint. It's not five bullet Fridays. It's not once a week or once a month or even regularly in your inbox. What it is, is stuff that is not included in the podcast or things that are included, but are early special offers. For example, our book club, which we do in conjunction with Scott Weingart, is only announced through the newsletter. We are developing a course, which will be first announced for the newsletter for signups. So there will be special announcements that only come out on that, not through social media, not on the pod. And then there's coaching pearls that I just don't put out on the podcast. You know, things that would make like a 60 second podcast, but you know, it's just not worth it to make it to the audio. It's something that's short, it's a single idea, just more suitable for a short read than it is a pod. And the only way to sign up for this is on the website. You've got to actually click where it says newsletter. I did that intentionally so that it was a very clear opt-in. And why I did that was I used to have a pop-up to sign up for the newsletter, but I took that down because I annoyed myself with that. I couldn't believe I was a person who had a pop-up. And I was annoying myself every time I went to the website and it's like, really, is that really there? So that's gone. So I'd rather this be like, yeah, this is something I want to do. So I'm gonna take the extra step to click and then sign up. If you don't want the newsletter, then don't worry. You don't have to do anything. Don't sign up for it. If you do want to sign up, now you know how to do it. Now you know what it's all about. And thank you for listening to that and letting me get it off my chest. Now, let's get on to the show, which is connected to our most downloaded episode of 2022, which was Sleepy Time with Mike Stone. And for many of you, sleep, it can be kind of a fraught landscape. And this is doubly true if you're doing shift work, if you're working nights, or even even if you just get home really late from time to time, or even just your mind is spinning, you know, like these really intense days, that mind is just so active. So when you have built-in disrupted sleep for whatever reason, it's extra important to pay attention to. We talked about so much of sleep architecture and then techniques for, you know, what caffeine and alcohol, when to go to sleep, all that other stuff on that thing with Mike Stone. What I want to do in this episode is talk about five things that I've tried. Actually, my wife and I have both tried 
and now use as sleep aids. Or actually, I want to I wanna not use that term. I want to say sleep tools. I think it's like aid sounds like you're taking Ambien, and that's not what this is about. I mean, not that Ambien doesn't have its role, but that's not what we're talking about today. That's not how we're rolling on this episode. Five things that we both currently use after trying many different brands for, for some of these things, permutations, fits and starts, etc. And for those of you who don't know, my wife, Melissa, also a physician, spent many years in the emergency department, as well as an urgent care physician and a mountainside physician in Colorado. So a lot of what I'm going to talk about is battle tested, some of it over years, some of it over decades. And everything in this pod that you are able to buy, I'll just put a link in to where you can find it. Not that you have to buy it on that link, but just, oh yeah, this is the thing he's talking about. Not, oh, someone's talking about this thing. Let me search for it and saying, is this really the right one? I'm just going to link to exactly what I'm talking about. And you don't have to worry about it. So here we go. Number one, you got to keep it dark. You got to diminish the light reaching your eyeballs. It's critical, especially if you're sleeping during the day, sleeping anytime, but especially during the day. If you have blackout curtains, that's great. Blackout blinds are a high return on investment. But even with blackout curtains, even with blackout blinds, some light gets through. So I love wearing an eye mask. And I tried many different versions of this for years. And the absolute best in my opinion, and Melissa's opinion, and she was actually the one who discovered this. I could not believe it when she brought it home. I was like, oh my gosh, someone actually made this, is the Bucky 40 Blinks eye mask. Now, the reason I like the Bucky 40 Blinks eye mask is because there is a cup shape in the center of the eye mask. So there's no pressure on your eyeball. Your eyeball just, just floats there. It's just free. There's room to relax. It's so comfortable. And it's got a little bit of a foam feel. So the rest of the contact points are mm, just chef's kiss. And because of the shape of it, I found that it blocks out light better than other eye masks. So I just looked this up and you can find them for about $13 US. They range from $13 to $16 in most of the sites that I looked at. They do wear out over time because they, they do have a particular shape. And you roll around during sleep and they stretch out. They just wear out over time. So we replace these about once a year, sometimes earlier, depending on how much we're using them. Well, well, well worth the investment. Three trips to the well. The Bucky 40 Blinks sleep mask. Next, earplugs. This is a really personal choice. Some people like earplugs. Some people hate earplugs. So I'm just going to say, if, if you think, I never want to put an earplug in my ear, then don't worry. This That'll skip forward a couple minutes. So getting into earplugs, some folks really love the wax earplugs that kind of form to the outside of the auditory canal. Others like the fluorescent orange or green ones like the baggage handlers wear. They block out the noise. They, they all do the job. I mean, earplugs, <laughs> it did, doesn't take a lot for them to work. And some go with tech, you know, some, like a noise canceling headphone or a white noise generator. This is kind of like flavors of ice cream. It's such a personal choice, but for me, for Melissa and me, we have found what provides the best mix of sound dampening and comfort are the Flents, F-L-E-N-T-S, Quiet Please Foam Earplugs. We buy these by the hundred pair. Just because we're going to end up using them. Because you can buy them by the four pack, you can buy them by the eight pack, but they're a little bit more expensive that way. 
And I would say if you find that you like them, just buy a big pack of them. You can go do a 50 pack or a hundred pack because they get gross after a few uses. And they also lose some of their shape. You know, they, they kind of compress, but then they don't expand after you've rolled them a few times. And they work like any compressible earplug. You just squish them down, you roll them into a cylinder and gently put them in your ear. And it turns out that our new puppy likes these and we periodically find him chewing on the ones that fall on the floor. He like chews them like gum and you pull them out of his mouth. I'll have to say that I do find these earplugs elsewhere, if you know what I mean. But they're comfortable. They block out enough noise to make a difference. We've been using these for probably about 15 years after going through like every brand we could possibly find. And these are our choice. Flint's Quiet Please earplugs. Next is a tool to facilitate nasal breathing. Nose breathing, all sorts of benefits. Some of them true. Some of them seem preposterous. But in our N of two study in the Orman household, we have found that forcing the issue of nose breathing while sleeping has led to higher quality sleep and feeling more rested. And we use mouth tape for this, basically. I'll get into that more. And we use sleep tracking devices. We were using the Aura Rings. I think my wife is using her Apple Watch. But we found higher quality sleep, longer deep sleep when forcing the issue of nose breathing. Now, there was a recent tweet from someone on Twitter who said something like, pulmonologist here, there is no evidence that mouth tape works or something like that. First off, if you begin a tweet that says pulmonologist here, you don't sound cool. In fact, I think it really diminishes your credibility when you have to call it out like that. And I'll tell you this, I haven't even looked at the evidence. I don't think I've read one paper on mouth tape. I just know that I sleep better when I use it. And you know, I mean, nasal breathing most certainly does have benefits, which we got into quite a bit in one of our very first episodes on the art of breathing. But back to mouth tape. Let's talk about sleeping. We have tried a few different mouth tapes, and the one that we like is called Snorless, S-N-O-R-L-E-S-S. We buy these by the 25 pack. That's 25 sheets and basically, it's a three by five size sticker, and you tear off a little strip and you put it on your mouth before you go to bed. And alas, you're breathing through your nose. It is kind of freaky at first when you start doing this, having your mouth tape shut, but oh, it is so noticeable when you do and don't use it. Now, when you get this thing, at least when, when we got it, and it doesn't come every time you order it, but it can come with a handout talking about all the benefits of nose breathing, like it cures cancer and all that. I mean, just put it in the trash and try the tape. See if it makes a difference. Track your sleep. If I, mean, I know a lot of you do have, have sleep trackers and just to see, does it make any difference? It's, I think it's like 15 or 20 bucks for a 25 pack. And if you do end up getting this, I would advise that with any mouth tape, actually, I would advise that before you put it on your lips, you first tape it to your skin. We do it on the back of our hand. So we put the strip on the back of our hand and then we peel it off. And this just takes enough of the adhesive off so that when you go to remove it in the morning, you don't pull your lip skin away. That's a pro tip, baby. That's a pro tip right there. And I have tried other mouth tapes, including various and sundry tapes that are found in the emergency department. Yes, I did steal from, from the supply room. Mea culpa. I realize I am confessing to a crime right here. But those paper tapes and all the, you know, like the non-traumatic adhesive tapes, they, I, just, they just, I just didn't like them. They just weren't as comfortable. Recently, I actually tried something called hostage tape, which is kind of this 
tongue-in-cheek description of a black oval of tape that you put over your mouth and ostensibly you look like a hostage. It was a little bit too much for me. It was a little too much adhesive. It was not as comfortable. So we are fans of Snorless, S-N-O-R-L-E-S-S, tape. All right. Number four. Now, this one has not been tested for years, like everything else that has come before. This is a relatively new one that we got this year. But since we started using it, it's been pretty amazing. And it is the Uller pad or the Chili pad. We talked about this with Mike Stone in our previous episode. We got it. And yeah, it's pretty sweet. So but this thing is, it's a mattress pad that has a network of plastic tubes woven through it. And it's connected to a heating cooling unit that you know, goes under your bed or you're next to your bed. And that's connected to this mattress pad by some tubing. And you can control the temperature anywhere from, I think like 50 degrees Fahrenheit all the way up to really hot. And I thought with the little rubber tubes in the mattress pad that it was going to be really uncomfortable lying on it, but neither of us have noticed it. And when it's on, it sounds kind of like white noise. And this was my big worry about it. And this is kind of my one complaint about it is that it, it makes noise. It's, it uses a fan to cool. Now, you might like that. You might say, oh, it's a bonus. That's a, that's a feature, not a bug. It gives me a little white noise. But for me, a little turnoff, and I have ended up needing to use earplugs when this thing is on. But I do feel that the return on investment for you know, sleeping with this coolness underneath you, you, get, you, know, you get a comforter on top, and then you get the cool underneath. And so, oh, it just feels so good. And the, the way that it works is you control it from your phone turning it on, selecting the temperature, the timer and all that. Now, I didn't love that because I don't want my phone in my room. So turn it on and then put the phone in the bathroom or put it, put it somewhere else. But oh my gosh, the efforts we go through just to tame the freaking beast of the phone. I mean, good giggly wiggly. Actually, before we go, I wish that I had heard this before I bought it just to be an informed consumer. I still would have bought it, but I just would have known better what I was getting into. I'm going to go into the bedroom and I'm going to turn this on so you can hear what this thing sounds like. Hang on. Here we go. I'm about 8, 12 inches away from the heating cooling unit and it's off right now. I just want to give you an idea, baseline for ambient room noise. And now you're turning it on. So this is the, what's this called? The silent mode, which is what you use when you sleep and it's the quietest mode. Now I'm going to change the setting here to regular. And then to boost. And this is when you want to get the temperature going really quickly. So that potentially even could be like a white noise. So there's the boost, and then here is the silent, which is what I use when I'm sleeping. And you almost hear more of just like the hum of it than the fan. So there we go. Uller pad. And the things that we have mentioned previously, you can just buy for not much money. The Uller pad is expensive. I think we paid like 1100 or 1200 bucks for our king size one. And that comes with two uh, cooling heating units and 
is just like one big mattress pad that covers the, the king bed and that it was on sale. So definitely look for a sale. If you can find it and not pay full retail, that's a win. And just wait for a little if they're not on sale. And related to that, germane to this conversation, <laughs> germane to earlier in the podcast, once you get on their mailing list, on Uller's mailing list, they have no qualms about sending you frequent reminders about sales and good deals. So you can get the deal and then you can unsubscribe with alacrity once you get it. All right, the fifth tool is not something you can buy. It's just something that you do. And I have found this to be incredibly impactful on my sleep quality. So let me tell you a little bit about my sleep pattern because this actually may not apply to you and you can just skip this. Sometimes I have trouble falling asleep, kind of a racing mind. And I often will wake up in the middle of the night, about four hours in the middle of the night. And then this is a critical moment in my sleep pattern. If I can fall asleep at that moment, at that point, that's a win. If I can't, well, the day might be a little more sluggish. And one thing I found helps me, at least with that transition point, this is some real end of one stuff here, and I've tried a lot of different things, is a pre-sleep practice. I'm going to tell you exactly how I do it. If you can sit outside, it's really nice to get some fresh air and just kind of you know, help settle the mind. If it's 20 degrees outside or outside means you're on a busy street or something, or it's going to be, you know, really cacophonous, you know, maybe just do it on your couch. So here's how I do it. Starting out, sit down, just settle for a moment. Just settle. Take some deep breaths. Settle. Sometimes I'll do slow, deep breathing, just get some parasympathetic activation. Then a few moments of mindfulness meditation, just to be aware of my thought pattern. Usually I do um, just following my breath and be attentive to my breath. Thoughts pop up, note those, and then come back to my breath. Usually when I sit down, my mind's pretty busy right? at the end of the day, especially at the end of the day. I mean, everything's just kind of jam-packed in there like a stuff sack after a camp out. And that's what this is all about, is settling down that busy mind before sleeping. And then comes the practice. I guess actually everything before this is the practice too, is the is the sitting down, is the calming a couple deep breaths and then some mindfulness meditation. But then the real practice is I review my day. I go in sequence, working through the big things that happened and pull out what was great. Moments of gratitude. What was really cool that I had forgotten about? What was something that, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was, uh, that was anything. I completely forgot about it. Start to finish, start of the day to the end of the day. And having done this for years now, I'm still amazed by how much I actually, I've forgotten went down during the day. That was just truly incredible. Even those small moments, especially those small moments the, that happened in the interstitium, so easily lost. I am not sure what exactly is happening in this exercise, but to me, it feels like just an untangling of thoughts. When I can lay out the day, what I was doing, what I was thinking, etc. For me, that quiets things down. It goes from kind of like this, this disorganized dust cloud, if there's such a thing, to this more settled, clear glass of water. And in my anecdotal experience, I find that when I wake up in the middle of the night, having done this, my mind's pretty quiet and chill. I can fall back asleep. If I haven't done it, I find that my thoughts are a bit racing, like there's something unresolved. Those are five things that I have tried and used and still use to facilitate quality sleep. If you have other techniques or tools that you found just 
amazing, life-changing, just put down a comment in the blog post, on the website, in the blog post for this so that we can all level up. And that is it for today. To learn more about one-on-one coaching, to get complete show notes for this or any other episode, sign up for our newsletter, and find the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Maybe not, maybe it's happening. Just head over to our website, robwarman.com. Until the next time, my friends, be well and keep on rocking.